the first three are the refuges, take refuge in Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. The next three I talked about earlier today, the three pure precepts. And then the ten clear mind precepts. Well, all of, all of these are ways of expressing the, that, um, the uh, Bodhisattva does not shrink does not shrink back from reality. When we chant the uh, homage to Prajna Paramita in the morning service, the last line says, she does not stray away. She, she uh, knows all dharmas, for she does not stray away from them. Right? So, The meaning of Buddha's omniscience, right? seeing, knowing everything, is just that. Not straying away, not turning away. And we each have the capacity to not turn away. So this is uh, Dungshan's saying uh, he wants to know he's not going to turn away he's going he's to continue this path um, I wanted to mention of education. You know, Dongshan had a teacher, had a tutor, probably, uh, you know, he was from an educated family in China. He could read. He was learning his, his uh, kanji. He was learning his brush strokes. Right? Um, Recently, I read a report that said 70% of the people on the planet cannot read. 70%. 7 out of 10. So, if there are, so how many of us are here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> What would it be if, you know, you know, only only you three people there could read, and the rest of us would not be able to even read a, read a little note that you wrote. Um, so it's hard to imagine, actually, and it's disproportionate the number of women. Uh, many cultures around the world. Uh, actually, are, some are even opposed to teaching women basic literature, li uh, literacy. Um, and some places just thought, well, it's not, it's not even, uh, what's the point? Women don't need to read. Um, a few weeks ago, Tom gave me a book called Three Cups of Tea. 
three cups of tea. Three cups of tea itself is wonderful. The first cup of tea, this is set in Kashmir, northern Pakistan. And they have a custom, if you arrive, you're a stranger, you're offered tea. The first cup of tea is a host for a guest. You're, you're, a, you're a stranger and a guest. <clears throat> the next time you have tea, come again the next time, second cup of tea, then, then you're recognized as a friend. And the third time, third time you, if you are invited back and you have another, another tea, then you are like family. People would die for you. Um, uh, Greg, what's his name? Dr. Greg? Mortensen? Greg Mortensen uh, was the uh, person in the book who stayed to have tea. Uh, these people actually nearly died up in uh, climbing uh, K, an attempt to, to climb K2, um, one, of the, one of those high, 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 over 20,000 feet tall peaks. and. Uh, Three Cups of Tea talks about his whole life and particularly about his effort to fulfill that vow of coming back and building a school. And it's worth, it's a wonderful read. It's uh, uh, inspiring to say the least. And he's still, he's still working at it. And he did go back and he not only built a school, he built many schools that, and with emphasis on educating girls. So in this village, uh, the daughter, returned, it was actually the granddaughter of the village headman who he had to negotiate with to actually build a school and actually who became a mentor for him. I'd say a kind of a spiritual godfather for him. Um, the, the granddaughter was one of the first girls to graduate from the school and then she went, there's a picture of her in the book, uh, and she went on to study medicine and uh, so it's moving to me even just to, to talk about it. Um, there are many examples in that book of the difference it makes and it's not all good I mean there's some things that are lost you know anytime the culture changes some things are lost but uh, uh, and there are also people of course who are resisting change and, you know. so there are many obstacles and challenges this effort is still going on so uh, I forget the name of the website, but we can get it to you if you want to check out um, this, this one example of somebody uh, working to offset 
education, uh, but with education. And one of the things that you do find out is that then, towards the end of the book, this is after 9-11, mm-hmm. and he is working to build schools in, uh, uh, say, kind of parallel to the uh, schools that are being built to indoctrinate just boys, yeah. or the madrasa schools, where they recite the Quran and basically are training the, the mujahideen. And uh, so there's that going on at the same time he's working to actually do a more open education that includes uh, girls. Unfortunately, there's a lot more money going into the other schools. And uh, so, our practice is an educational process. Uh, It's very dependent upon having some basic uh, you know, literacy and basic ability. And then we discover literacy can actually be a problem for us, and so we have to set aside all that we know in order to actually be true to our hearts. But that doesn't mean that we need to discount you know, the value and essential uh, education. So part of our work as bodhisattvas is to skillfully see where we need what. <coughs> Where do we need to teach writing? Where do we need to teach kindness? Where do we need to teach having a cup of tea? Where do we need to teach uh, how to become peaceful in your own heart? All those things uh, need to go together to be complete, non-ghost human being. Um, so I know that uh, we're all working, <coughs> doing our best. Uh, so let's encourage each other. Thank you for listening.